Welcome to Bat Therapy, the psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and comic enthusiast and nerd aficionado Keaton Hopkins. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. Yay, holiday episode, because we can do what we want. And so we're ending our season randomly with holiday things because it is the holiday season. Yes, and the holiday season is a very stressful time. And you know what? It's a good time to practice mindfulness. There you go. I really like what we're doing today. So today we're going to be talking about the Holiday Nights episode of Batman the Animated Series. So season three of Batman the Animated Series, they actually called it the new batman adventures and the holiday nights was actually the very first episode and one of the things they do different with it because normally with the batman episodes it's like one story over the half hour episode Mm -hmm. but with this they break it down into three well actually technically four separate stories Oh yeah, I guess that end that brief ending is technically a separate one. I, I love the ending though. It's that's great. like my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. So it starts on December twenty second and it runs all the way through New Year's. So they're they're doing exactly what we're doing because it starts on mm-hmm. December twenty second and the first episode, first thing they do is a story with Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. But what's interesting is the comic that it's based off of actually had an extra story i didn't know it was based off of a comic yeah it was adopted from so the batman adventures comic book was like almost like a continuation or a side-by-side of batman the animated series it was the same type of animation and everything and so it was it was just a fun little comic and this was the, the comic was the batman adventures holiday special and one of the small stories in it was called white christmas and it was about my boy victor freeze he (sighs) he escapes from arkham and i think the reason they they didn't put it in the tv show is because at the time in that comic i think they had killed off nora freeze but in the tv show she wasn't dead yet but i think they end up bringing her back it's a whole thing but he escapes from arkham and is simply just trying to freeze gotham because he wanted to give Nora a white Christmas because she always loved the snow. Mm. Yeah, and so it was. It was a. Fu- it was a cute story. I. I yeah, you, nice. you know, I have a thing for freeze, and so it was sad, but it was also just yeah, it gets you in the feels. But it was great. Everything else here is pretty funny though. Uh, the the Harley Quinn Poison Ivy team up is is great because it's a Bruce Wayne story along with a Batman story. Yeah, so essentially they use Poison Ivy's good old lipstick where she controls people, usually men, and does a little smack on the lips of Bruce Wayne at a party, and lo and behold, he's forced to essentially foot the bill for them going holiday shopping everywhere. It's so 
It's so much. Yeah. It's so much fun. And it the first thing it made me think about, and I don't even know if we've ever talked about it on the podcast, is how the the person Bruce Wayne is in so much danger in Gotham. Like mm, Yeah, rich he, people yeah. have a lot to look out for in Gotham. <laughs> like he's had a target on his back for so long. It, I'm really shocked no one's figured out he's Batman simply because he's rich and existing without nine bodyguards around him. True. And he's also, at least in, in this storyline, they even said he's the number one bachelor in Gotham. So he's yeah. not just rich, but he's desirable. And that's a really good point about bodyguards. I mean, even if you don't necessarily need them, like, you know, you see Jason Momoa with, with his bodyguards next to him. It's some yeah. of like my favorite pictures because he's just towering over them. Yeah. Um, so you you think even if it was that was the case, he would still have bodyguards of some sort to kind of watch around him, even if he's super fit and buff. Yeah, That's a really good point. Because he's just kind of minding his own business, and then like ten ten chicks come in and they're like Brucey and have a mistletoe and essentially kind of just sexually harass him for like a good thirty minutes or so, and then. The last one is, like you said, Poison Ivy. She plants a kiss on him and they they, they go on a joyride. But what do you, like, I, I, I wonder sometimes what it's like to be needing to act as two different personas. Mm. Because sometimes he has to be Bruce Wayne. And even through this, there were times it's like, okay, I can't let him know I'm Batman, but I yeah. also got to get out of here. And they have no idea. And so it's really funny to the audience seeing that. That is a good question. I think a number of us play different parts in our lives. Like there's just different levels that uh, of how much a person might adjust themselves to the people and the situations at hand. Like there are some people who uh, tend to, I don't want to say rigid because it's not necessarily a good or bad thing, but tend to have a more fixed approach and personality with things where these are the people where you go oh yeah that's that's so and so they're you know they're they're just so them no matter what happens um versus someone who really bends and flexes to the situation at hand so this is obviously in the extreme to the point where you have literally different personas and you're trying to hide that they're connected to each other so i don't know it would it would be really tough and, yeah. and i guess i guess in some ways celebrities nowadays with i mean it's got to be hard with all the social media and all oh the internet God. stuff and everything i mean you you do i you think in some ways yeah you kind of almost have to do that i mean people know that there's the version of you that's out in the world and then you have the more private side but to a certain extent they might actually be able to relate to the whole bruce wayne batman thing because i don't know i can't imagine i can't imagine wanting to show all of myself to all of the world all of the time right so I, yeah it would be very tricky i hope that this podcast gets popular enough that i have to have an alternate persona in the public <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You yeah. you put on your good good face. That's right. Because like with it's with Bruce Wayne, his persona is I'm a bachelor and mm. I'm and you never see me with anyone. Like I feel like you never even really see him 
out in public with Alfred much. Uh, mm. you, you see the pictures of him and his four adopted boys, which no one really ever asked questions about. But besides, like he's he seems like a very private person, and I feel like he does this because he's like I'm Bruce Wayne. People will constantly try to ransom me, mm. and if something some by some miracle they manage to capture a Robin like one of his one of his sons if you will yep. like they would they would try and hold that over his head so it's really interesting that they have that i i just never really think about what goes into him having to be bruce wayne but it'd be very tiring it'd be very yeah. very tiring and yeah. it's funny because i i feel like a lot of storylines disconnect him from the persona of bruce wayne but there are some that toy with the idea of hey, Bruce Wayne's actually an important part of who you are. It's not a complete facade. It obviously depends on kind of what you're looking at. You know, the the super playboy ones where they make him very shallow, that tends to be on the extreme where he's literally just trying to have create a distraction where people aren't paying close enough attention. But a lot of times there are these things that kind of hint at like, hey, these are still parts of you. I yeah. mean, you might be playing up certain things, but there, there are still going to be quintessential parts of who he is that come out when he's playing a character, kind of like an actor, where when you play a role, a lot of times what's so convincing is you're tying it to your own experiences, emotions, or things that you can glean from different experiences, even if you live a completely different life underneath the surface than who you're playing. You know, same kind of thing. There's always going to be a little bit of him in Bruce Wayne, even though I don't think he likes that. <laughs> he probably, yeah, you're right. He probably doesn't. Definitely. I, I also love that they give us a human side mm. to the villains, because at the very beginning of this, you have uh, Harley Quinn just kind of bummed out because she wants to celebrate the holidays and she wants a Christmas tree. And mm -hmm. oh my God, it's one of my favorite lines when Ivy refers to Christmas trees as botanical genocide. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, but it's so on the, it's so like, it's, it's so in character for her, yeah. but I, I do love that this is Harley Quinn. And she's like, I really want a Christmas tree. And even after they get captured, it's like Batman takes his grappling hook and pulls a Christmas tree like on top of him or something like that. And, yep. I, and she's so happy because she's like, yay, we have a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I oh, love, villains celebrate Christmas. I know. I love Harley Quinn and all of that. She, she just is such a fun character. And I, I especially love when they combine her with Poison Ivy, who tends to be a little bit more... Oh, they, serious and, oh, they and balance off each other so well so well i know yeah. and um I, I know there are so many different storylines showing them together and i don't think there's a single one that i don't like yeah you've watched you've watched the the harley quinn cartoon right heck yeah i have so oh my good God. we're gonna have to talk about that at some point that so show is good. amazing i absolutely love it and it always leaves me in stitches clayface <laughs> just leaves me cry laughing every yes. single time yes yeah. speaking of he's in the second story oh yeah uh what, Christmas, guys yeah. that was not planned yeah <laughs> that yeah, transition just, was not planned it, it's yeah we're just 
good like that. I don't know what We're to tell so you. Like, good. Just talent. I just, <laughs> it's just there. But yeah, Christmas Eve. It, it's set on Christmas Eve, and Harvey Bullock is Santa Claus in the mall. The last person. Ever. I would rather, <laughs> I feel like I would rather a Gotham villain, like a Batman villain, to be Santa Claus over Har- Harvey Bullock. Like, he's he's just the depends worst. On, depends on the villain, but I, I do agree that there are a number of villains I would rank above. <laughs> yeah, but this show does a little bit of something with everybody, because even him, I'm like, oh, wow, I don't fully hate him, because he gets, like, a little <laughs> bit sensitive when a little girl gets on his lap she's like oh i just want to see my dad for christmas and her dad is someone he put in prison and it was yep. like oh uh i don't think santa can do that uh but you're great uh yep. you're on the nice list that's great like it's really funny hey i respect that because yeah. what do parents not want they don't want the Santa at the mall to give their kids false promises that then yes. they just burst out crying on Christmas Day when when it's broken. Yeah, that I would be I would be a horrible Santa because I don't know <laughs> if I could balance straight up lying mm. with brutal honesty. It's like either you're going to get one or the other. Like a child is like, oh, all I want for Christmas is to take over the world, and I'm like, you, how about therapy? <laughs> i think that is a great alternative right like I, I i always think about the the elf from home alone when he mm. when he gives he gives kevin some tic tacs because he's out of candy canes <laughs> and he's walking to like his broken down car like it's like I'm, I'm i'm gonna do the best i can i'm a good person but you're not getting the true North Pole <laughs> experience here. Like, guess what? In Gotham, Harvey Bullock is is that's an interesting Santa Claus. Choice. That was right. a very interesting. I like. I wonder what discussion led to to Bullock being Santa yeah. Claus. He must have lost a bet. Yeah, but it it turns out like a kid is shoplifting, and it's Clayface because that's how things work in Gotham. You can never have true piece it's it's what you thought was just an innocent kid shoplifting turned out to be an absolutely terrifying villain which did you i i completely forgot this and listening to it i could tell but ron perlman voices clayface um, that's why he sounded so familiar yeah ron yeah ron oh. perlman voices voices him and so it's 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 this this show this batman animated series is just the the number one like retire it to the rafters of mvp of animated tv shows it, everything it so in it is just perfect r.i.p kevin conroy i'm still it was actually very sad my, yeah yeah watching that because you know he died not very long ago and just hearing his voice and being like oh you you were such a big part of my childhood yeah. I mean, still even now, I think I, I might have already even mentioned this on the podcast, but for me, people would be like, oh, oh, which which Batman, which which Batman is your Batman? Because people know I'm weird and obsessed with Batman. Yeah. And and I'd say Kevin Conroy and they go, oh, because they, they meant the live action, you know, real movies. Well, yes. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, I'm the same. I'm the same way as them. Like whenever the 
who's your favorite Batman conversation comes out, I always feels like I always feel like there's one person that's like Kevin Conroy, and it's like you know what they're asking. Like you, everyone knows Kevin Conroy in Batman the Animated Series is the best. They're no, asking, not everyone knows that. Not yeah. everyone knows that, Keaton. Okay, everyone. You should. know that if yes. you ask me, you know that. Yeah. But the everyday person, maybe not. They're not yeah. all nerds. Yeah, but like I, I feel like if I say Kevin Conroy, I'm forcing a teachable moment on on them, and I'm mm. like, I'm, I'm, I'm a teacher during the day. I'm off work right now. Like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say Michael Keaton, keep it moving. Although I'm not, I, I'm, I'm torn because I love Michael Keaton. I really loved uh, Affleck's Batman, and Robert oh, Pattinson yeah. is, oh my God, he, I... Edward Cullen's dead. He is Batman. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Edward Cullen was already dead, but okay, I see what you did, and <laughs> yep, technically yep. that is completely true. Yep. I've never seen those movies, and I dead and glittery. You said dead and glittery. <laughs> that would have been a better name for those movies. <laughs> I mean, I guess Twilight is dead and glittery. I no. <laughs> I mean, if if you had to describe a time of day, we're getting way off topic here. But if you had to describe a time of day that was dead and glittery, Twilight would probably be what you would choose. This is a good time to tell our listeners: Yes, I am ADHD. I do have ADHD, and uh, and yeah. I have no excuse. Yes, she 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 she's a doctor. Yeah, so that's the diff- that's that's why we're off topic right yeah. now. So getting back on, we were <laughs> yeah we were talking about uh, Clayface. Um, it's the holiday episode. It's okay to be off topic. There you go. I'm also drinking alcoholic eggnog right now, so that it's a thing there. Um, yeah. So yeah, Clayface is there, and Batgirl shows up, and they defeat Clayface. And the the last part is funny because Clayface apparently just anything he steals just goes inside of his body, and so now they have to get the evidence, which it's gross. Like, I wonder what what the 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 laws are for that like how they deal with mm. metas and standard procedure because that that's kind of invasive he's he's passed out and <laughs> they're well i mean if we're going by the standards of the flash show they have no rights you just put no. them away forever so gooping oh th- like so seeping bad. through someone's stomach or I don't even know if he considers his stomach. Uh, yeah, uh, that's a really excellent question because at least for the average human body, that would be quite invasive. But he might experience his body so much differently. I don't know if anything – because his whole body might feel like the inside and the outside all at the same time because yeah. of how how malleable he is. That's an excellent question. But his whole body is also just mud, right? Like it's it's – Mud, clay, that weird yeah stuff, makeup stuff on. he used, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was it. Was a it was a funny ending, and for once, I didn't completely despise Harvey Bullock. <laughs> wow! All right. Yeah, for once, for once, I didn't completely despise. Him. But like the very next episode, I think something happens, and I'm right back to being like, oh, God, sure. this guy's yeah. trash. He's the absolute worst (laughs) but i think that was christmas eve and then the third story takes place on uh it starts on new year's eve and it's a joker story and so you gotta you gotta have a joker story so whenever someone asks who your favorite joker is do you say mark hamill 
No one ever asks me that question. Oh. Well, who's your favorite Joker? Do they ask you that question? No, but at well, yes. <laughs> I've I've had this conversation. I've asked that question before. Okay, but I think that's further proving some people asking these questions know who the best is, and some of them aren't nerds, and that's okay. They're still allowed to to wonder. Well, hmm, normally I ask that yeah, question as like Mark Hamill. Yeah, he is great. I normally ask that question as like a talking point though, because if you think about it, every single Joker is vastly different. So different. Like, because actually, I I loved Heath Ledger just as much. Yeah. 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 But he was he, excellent. Yeah, because he was Heath Ledger was great because you you just. He would just lie to you. He'd be like, do I look like the guy with a plan? And then you realize he's been playing chess this whole time and had a multi-tiered plan, including yeah, yeah. a bomb inside someone's body. But I, yeah, I actually, in terms of the character itself, I would say that I think that's my favorite just because of how topsy-turvy, philosophically, just twisty they they made that whole thing yeah it was so good but mark hamill definitely you know when you hear his voice as the joker just is like oh yeah well that's the joker obviously and it had been a while since i'd watched this episode and so i laughed so hard because joker he he does the most joker thing ever he he hijacks cable and gets on the air and says uh his new year's resolution next year he's not gonna kill anyone (laughs) but he intends to make up for that by killing everyone th- that night. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> and I, that I is Joker that. logic right there. I yep. just love that because it, it just goes back to our day in the life of a Gothamite episode. Like no one mm. gets to have any peace in Gotham. Even like New Year's, it's like, oh man, here I was listing out all of my resolutions and nope, Joker's going to try and kill me. Mm-hmm. Makes you wonder who goes out on New Year's Eve in Gotham. Who goes out for anything, right? Well, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Like, do they? Yeah, I wouldn't be caught dead in in a public place during during that. Like it during in any Gotham. major holiday. Any major, yeah, any major holiday. Like it's just absolutely or event, horrible. Festival, anything. Yeah. Oh man, those must be real bummers. There, I mean, you've got like twenty people showing up. do you think it hits a point where every gothamite just has like a yolo attitude like it is what it is i'm seized the day until the day ends like like i'm just over it i'm tired of being afraid i mean you do acclimate to whatever your environment is and there there are people in very violent war-torn etc etc kind of scenarios and and you still have to do stuff um and and you still want to be able to enjoy life so i i mean i do think you have a point that there might be certain things certain levels of uncertainty or risk that you're gonna be more willing to deal with versus someone who lives in a less violent place yeah like i i was sitting here thinking about it like it's one of those things like when you in in life, I feel like you you either are one of the people that likes to stick out or likes to stay hidden. Mm. In in Gotham, I think it's best to be the latter, where you, I'm going to do everything I can to try and stay hidden. Uh, I'm the third best person at this particular job. I'm not the best. <laughs> that never ends well. I am the third best at everything. 
I am not the quietest in the room. I'm not the loudest in the room. I'm right in the middle. Right? So not being American, like more of a Scandinavian approach to life would be safest. I was reading about this where, because <laughs> here, well, because there, there are many reasons many of us in the United States have been reading what it would be like to live in different countries the past few years. <laughs> um, so I was, I was just reading some things about, uh, you know, Americans going to Scandinavian countries. And one of the differences was in America, it's all about standing out and being special and, you know, being the best at stuff and then adjusting to the, no, you know, don't stand out. You know, we're all here doing our thing. Uh, it's not necessary. Why are you pulling attention or, um, just kind of a more, I don't know if laid, laid back's not really what I'm trying to say, but yeah, not so much of the, I need to be first, or I always need to be excelling or moving or pushing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a more Scandinavian approach might keep you living longer in Gotham. I feel like, and I'm not sure when it kicks in, but yeah, you're in, in, in America, I feel like we're, we're all raised with this attitude like america's the best and everywhere else sucks and then at some point well hopefully you break out of it yeah (laughs) i i think you know there's also generations to a lot of once again we're off topic but hopefully this is interesting for people um but there's also just different uh, generations and different things happening at different times that that I, I think come into play as well. But yeah, I mean, it is kind of one of those things where how do you balance, you know, your pride in things, but also recognizing that nothing is perfect. And uh, there are good things about other approaches too. I mean, hey, there are plenty of Americans that actually have more of a like collectivistic culture or framework that they're coming from. Um, Cause we actually, one of the great things about our country is just how many different people from different places are here. So, but yeah, the, the mainstream American kind of sensibility yeah. um, is, is definitely what you're talking about. Well, yeah, go, but yeah, going back to the episode, I also think it's funny that all of this is happening in the last days of the year. In my mind, yeah these villains have gotten their asses kicked by Batman like so many times throughout the year. And they're like, you know what? One more time for the road. Uh, it's the, <laughs> it's the new year. I'm going to go out. And like, it, it's great that new year's Eve, the Joker's like, I'm going to let Batman beat the hell out of me. Like one more time. Like I'm going to just for kicks. Yeah. Just for kicks. I, I know it probably won't work. And, but I, I got to go out with a bang. And then the the, the last uh, part of the episode is New Year's Day. And mm-hmm. Batman meets Commissioner Gordon for coffee at yes. a little cafe. And it, it's more or less one of those things where they, they just kind of sit and it, it's just their tradition. Yeah, that was really nice to see. I enjoyed that. And and once again, I, I think that whether he's Bruce Wayne, whether he's Batman, there's a lot that he's trying to conceal about himself. So yeah, it it, it is this very subtle moment, but it it shows connection. I mean, he even ends it by completely disappearing on Commissioner Gordon, as you can expect. You know, he it's turns around to order his food, and he turns turns back, and Batman's gone, which is wow, kind of rude, but whatever that's what um, he does 
is what he does. So, I mean, he does all that stuff, but still there's, there's a sentimentality. There's a connection that he has to, because even the person who works there commented on, Hey, maybe Batman, Batman, He's maybe he's not making it this year. So so not only do they are they doing this, but they they do it every year and they do it in the same place. There's that that sentimentality to it that I yeah, love. Yeah, it's sentimental, it's tradition. And mm-hmm. they basically are there just kind of celebrating sur- surviving in Gotham another year. And yeah. I I kind of smirk because looking back on like everything else that happened that episode. It's almost like Batman's New Year's resolution every year is to just keep beating villains to a pulp. Like I'm, mm. I, I promise. Yep, Gordon, it's good to see you. I'm not even gonna finish this coffee because I'm gonna go beat up some more people. The night is young, and it's a fresh start. <laughs> I, mm. I just, I, I absolutely loved that. I did. Do we have a mindful moment to match up with this very wonderful episode? Yeah. So for our mindful nerd moment, uh, once again, great transition without us planning it ahead of time. I thought it'd be nice to pretend we were Batman sipping coffee with Commissioner Gordon. Say less. (laughs) So, yeah, just like we were talking about, you're in kind of a diner type situation and you're Batman, you're sitting down with Commissioner Gordon uh, for that one time a year. Once again, just allowing a tiny, teensy, itsy-bitsy, a little bit of sentiment, pause, reprieve in life. So I figured we could really hone in on just sipping that coffee for a moment before we completely abandon Gordon when he's not looking. <laughs> so as we always do... Uh, I'll have you just sit straight, but comfortably. And if you're comfortable with it, can help to close your eyes. But if not comfortable with that, you can just soften your gaze, just not looking at anything in particular. And take a few breaths, just focusing in on the breath to to help us get into the headspace we need to be in. And as you take those breaths, I want you to picture shifting from where you are now to being Batman, sitting in the diner. You've just sat down. There's already a warm cup of coffee sitting in front of you. You've said your hellos to Commissioner Gordon. And what I want you to do is just take a very purposeful moment to really appreciate this cup of coffee, the first one of the new year in Gotham. You reach out and you wrap your hands around the mug and just feel what that's like to hold that mug in your gloved hands. And also notice the steam coming up off the coffee and how it wisps into the air. Take a deep breath in through your nose, taking in the smell of that coffee letting out your breath, and then slowly and purposefully lift that cup of coffee to your lips and notice how your arms and your hands know exactly how to move that cup of coffee to connect it with your lips. Feel what it feels like for the brim of the mug to touch your lips 
And as you slowly lift and sip that coffee, feel the heat. Notice how it affects your taste buds, your tongue, your mouth as you take in a sip of that coffee. Hold it in your mouth for a moment before swallowing just to notice what it feels like to have that coffee in your mouth. And then finish that sip of coffee, noticing what it feels like as it travels down. And now I want you to place that cup of coffee back down on the table. Commissioner Gordon, he's turning to the side to order his food and you take your chance and you slip out quickly from the seat back out into the busyness of Gotham. So we're going to shift back to the podcast. So just take a, another few breaths and shift from being Batman back to being yourself. Also not a bad person to be. And when you're ready, open your eyes, refocus, and let me know how that was. I was not ready to stop being Batman. I was really in the zone. Kind of figured that would be your response. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just Batman enjoying coffee. Like that's that's a good place. That's a good place to be. And honestly, I think that in this day and age, like being out shopping and everything, having coffee and practicing mindfulness is very very easy. There's a shopping mm. center in. Uh, where where I'm at, there are three Starbucks in one parking lot. Because I didn't even understand that. Well, uh, it's it's funny because it it just breaks down that way because there's a Barnes and Noble with the Starbucks inside. Uh, there's a Target next to it with the Starbucks inside, and then at the very oh. end, there's a grocery store, uh, uh, a Harris Teeter, and it also has a Starbucks inside. So three Starbucks. They one, want to make sure you can get coffee no matter what you're doing. One parking lot. Yeah. And not even a quarter mile down the road is enough is two other Starbucks, like no matter what way you go. And so uh, while you're out shopping and being stressed out, which does, do people still go in stores and shop? I feel like everything's online now. But I did it the other day. It was kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I did it. I tried to. And. It sucked. Normally, my big thing mm. is I go out and try and buy like movies and and TV shows uh, for super yeah. cheap. No one had anything. Oh. No one had anything this year, and I don't know if it's shipping issues or oh, people sure, yeah. just have streaming services now, so DVDs and Blu-rays are dead. But yeah, I didn't really get sad. much of anything. It was sad. No, oh. you are right though. Being able to sip a cup of coffee or tea or whatever your drink of choice is, it can be a really nice moment to just be mindful, be in the moment. Um, it, it it hones in on a lot of different senses. And sometimes we're just so busy doing things and we're multitasking that before you know it, your, your cup of coffee's gone. Yeah. But this is a, a nice way to just take in the moment, really appreciate it. And if you want it to be extra super fun, you pretend that you are wearing the Batman cowl. Yeah. Plus... Caffeine makes everything better. Thanks for nerding out with us. I'm clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown. Find me on social media at Crafting the Mind. And I'm comic enthusiast and professional nerd Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at TeamJBS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com. 
our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.